This is the On The Mark Podcast, bringing you facts, opinions, and personal experiences from the outdoor industry. I got the opportunity to shoot an AR-15. That was one of the funnest experiences that I've had. It's, it's pretty exciting. It's a, it's a big rush. Presented by Sightmark, an industry leader in optics, bore sights, night vision, and more. Make your mark. Welcome to the On The Mark Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Hamilton. Today, joining us via Zoom... I've got competition shooter Marius Kazanskis. Is that right, Marius? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Awesome, awesome. Let me bump your volume up just a tiny bit here. Try that. That sounds a little better already. Dun, dun, dun. I keep all this technical stuff in there to make yeah, all, no problem. Make no all problem. My viewers mad. No rush. <laughs> um, Marius does a lot of shooting for IPSC, which is International Practical Shooting Competition. Um, and then also IDPA, right? Which Yeah, is, uh, I, I was a member of IDPA 2016 and 2018. Okay, and IDPA is the uh, National Defense Pistol Association. So tell me, what are the differences between the two? One is International Practical Shooting, the other is International Defensive Pistol. What, what are the two differences between those two organizations? Well, mainly only the, the rules. Okay. Uh, one is like the open, you, you just shooting whatever you see, you, you get your own plan. Mm-hmm. And, the, uh, and the IDPA is just, just a diff- different rules. But the, the main factors they are the same. You have to, to shoot as fast as possible and as, as accurate as possible. Precision, power, speed. That's what I kept seeing over and over. Yeah, again yeah it's, it's, it's same in both sports. Oh, gotcha. it's, it's, it's the same, just the different rules. Very cool. Well, do, do me a little bit of a favor. I want to do an introduction to you and who you are and how you kind of got started um, shooting. Take me all the way back to the early stages. I mean, what, what made you get into shooting sports? Okay, so uh, uh, when I was a kid, it's, well, let's say, 30 years ago, uh, when I was like four or five years uh, old, yeah. uh, I, I already have conditions at home to shoot uh, air guns. And, uh, well, that's, that's how it started. Yeah. And uh, then I had a gap. And later in uh, high school, I went to, I went to, uh, to shoot uh, Olympic disciplines in the sports school. And some years later, I joined the IPSC. I got you. Okay. Well, and now looking at everything you've done, I mean, tell us a little bit about your time in these organizations because you've just been stacking up awards and medals. I mean, I, I was looking at your social accounts and it was just like, there was too many. I started writing them down. I'm like, there's too many. You know what? He knows them. Yeah. Give me a rundown. What are some of the, what are some of the biggest accomplishments that you've, that you've been able to, to get so far? Uh, well, uh, probably the uh, the accomplishments which I'm the most proud of is that I am the only Lithuanian currently who uh, made uh, who won the level three competition. It's uh, IPSC sanctioned competitions in four different disciplines. That means handgun, PCC, rifle, shotgun. Okay. Uh, it, I am seven times Lithuanian champion. I won matches and won was in top four. In, in countries like Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia, Poland, Germany, 
well, I, I'm member of uh, IPSC national team, and but I don't know. <laughs> that that probably would be the main one. Okay, very cool. So, um, where where are you from? Yeah, the listeners here are gonna realize you've got a unique accent. Yeah, I'm I'm from Lithuania. It's like uh, well, Eastern Europe. Okay, I got you. Uh, one of the things I saw was you've actually got quite a few companies that are are sponsoring you. Uh, can you name off who who's backing you on these competitions? Well, currently I have sixteen sponsors. And well, uh, the, the the main ones would be uh, uh, gun sponsors. Is a uh, Grand Power Slovakian uh, okay. small handgun uh, small guns uh, manufacturer. The rifle sponsor is Oberlin Arms. Okay. It's a Ger- German company, and the shotgun sponsor is uh, Benelli. Well, okay. I believe this company everybody knows. Yes, very familiar with Benelli. Yeah, and uh, the main sponsor is Fiocchi. It's Italian uh, ammunition factory. We are working with them since 2016. Okay. Very nice. Well, now currently your sponsors help you out a whole lot to be able to go to these competitions and compete. Um, and it sounds like be very successful, but back, well, back, back yeah. when you first got started. Okay. So it- I start, I started in 2009. Yeah. And well, uh, when, I, when now I see, well, that, that, that time, it's, it's completely different because when you have sponsors, you can do much more. You can compete more, train more, and, well, do lots of things. Absolutely. When I st- well, when I started, I had the, the wrong gun mm-hmm. because it wasn't for the, well, IPSC is a sport. I had the gun which was not for the sport, but I enjoyed it from the first competition. Yeah. I still remember I was like 49 of 55 shooters, I think, but I, well, I enjoyed a lot the competition yeah. and I start training and it gets better, better and better. So you started out with the wrong gun for the competition. Yeah. And yeah. You came in pretty close to last, but yeah. you had really enjoyed it. So you just started training and, and getting better and better. Yeah, absolutely correct. So when, when you first start out and you've got no sponsors, what, no, it, What's it, the struggle there? How do you how do you make that work? Is everything out of pocket? You got to supply your own ammo and and stuff like that. Okay, so first two years, yes, it was absolutely out of out of the pocket. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, during first two years, I well, I was let's say, at what I could do, I was pretty successful with that gun which I had and with the resources I had. Yeah. And in 2011, I was offered to join uh, one of the uh, European factory team, yeah. which uh, who created the, the 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 team for the Baltic region. Yeah. So so they offered me to be one of the four shooters for the team, and that's how it all started. Oh, After cool. that, I was in in the team for three years. We started to working there with the with the different companies and. Step by step, in 2014, I already was individual shooter for the Grand Power. Oh, very nice, very yeah. cool. So you shoot. It sounds like all divisions for IPC. Is that right? And uh, not all. Well, uh, where are disciplines? Uh, I believe six or seven disciplines. I'm not shooting uh, action air action. Uh, and so I don't. Dis- shoot- when you say disciplines, yeah. you're talking about the different categories. So like there's pistol and shotgun and rifle. Uh, okay. Let's say like this. Uh, uh, disciplines is, uh, let's say, handgun, rifle, mm-hmm. uh, PCC, 
and shotgun, uh, absolutely different guns, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, when, when we uh, talk about divisions, it's, let's say, pistol, it's uh, production, standard, open. Gotcha. You, okay. you shoot, you shoot, yeah, you're shooting handgun, but you can modify it more and uh, can't modify it in production and all these things. And then you've got like revolver and, and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, 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 right. yeah. So, so I shot production for 10 years. That's okay. what in, in IPSC handgun, that's what, how I started. So it was gotcha. 10 years in, in, in production with the pistol. And I started to shoot long guns, I believe in 2017. It was oh, wow. PCC. It was just coming to the Europe because okay. I, I believe in United States, PCC, you had much earlier. Uh, but when it came to Europe, Grand Power offered me to, 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 to try that one. And I enjoyed it a lot. It's you know, a race division. Right. So what's your, what's your, out of all the different um, divisions that you shoot, what's your favorite? Uh, let's say PCC because it, it, it's probably the most natural for me because I, I like speed. I like the dynamic shooting and PCC. It's all about that. Gotcha. So what's the, on these competitions, what's the scoring system like? I know they're all going to be kind of different, but are they pretty rigorous in, in how they score you? Well, in, in IPSC, uh, you, you, you are shooting a stage and they are counting uh, the points. There are uh, three uh, target zones in the target. That mean uh, Alpha is five points, uh, Charlie three points, Delta one point. Yeah. Uh, the, the metal target is five points, and it just have to fall. In each gotcha. target, there should be two hits. Gotcha. And okay. and there is like misses, penalties, procedures, and and all these things, which uh, minus your result. Gotcha. So who's your uh, who's your arch nemesis? At every competition, when you show up, who's the guy? You're like, hey, I get or or girl, I gotta be. Is there men versus women? Do they do they separate out the oh. groups? Uh, we, uh, first of all, we shoot all, all together. Okay, but there are categories like senior ladies. They had oh, gotcha. uh, 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 separate awards. Gotcha. Who's your nemesis? Who's the guy that you're like? Oh, that's my that's my competition. Uh, I don't know. I, I respect all of my opponents. You got them all. Okay. All right. Sometimes I like to throw out a curveball in there, you know, see if, I can get <laughs> the, see if I can get some heat started. Uh, very cool. So let me ask you something real quick here in the States. We've had in the last two years, we've had a series of events that has led to a pretty big ammo shortage overall. People are having a lot of difficulties getting ammo um, and being european base. i was just curious are you guys seeing similar things there well i heard that uh, i see people have same problems in europe but uh, i'm blessed that You're i'm care <laughs> yeah I, i'm sports i'm sponsored by the big factory who took care of all these things you know you're shooting different disciplines it's different ammo and well different resources so i'm really happy that i have fioki yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, but in but in Europe, all around, are they like? Would the general public be having issues with with the accessibility to ammo and stuff like that? Like, I'm just wondering well, if there was a trickle effect from the United States out to everywhere else, or if we were like well, the only country struggling. I heard that companies from Lithuania sending ammo to USA. Yeah. it's like big big orders. Yeah, but well, people talking about that. But uh, I don't see like a big problem right gotcha. now. It, gotcha. We still have we still have it in the market. 
Gotcha. We've we are finally starting to get get it back. Right now, you can see a lot of uh, five five six and nine millimeter coming back onto the shelves, but some of the other more pop the other popular rounds like your three hundred blackout or your thirty out six and your seven millimeter. Those are still kind of rough to come by. Um, but we're overloaded with shotgun ammo now and overloaded with five, five, six and nine millimeter now, which is praise God. Cause at least people can get ammo and get out there and shoot because that's what it's all about is a lot of us, that, a lot of us that don't have, you know, ammo sponsors are, are kind of, we're kind of struggling for a long time to get out and, and shoot, um, just based on, you know, the lack of availability over here. Thank God it's starting to come back a little bit. Well, you see, uh, the main calibers in IPSC, the most popular probably calibers is nine, um, 919 ah, or 223 for the rifle. Gotcha. Very nice. <laughs> I'm just writing. I'm making some notes because like I told you before, sure. anybody else, if y'all are watching this or you're listening to this, I want a full, full disclosure. I'm the backwoods redneck hunting guy. I know very little about competition shooting, so I'm leaving it all up to Marius to give me the, uh, the information here as far as competition shooting goes. Um, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, um, well, let me see here. Hold on one second. I got my notes all mixed up. The good thing about these is I can cut all this stuff out when I mess up. Okay. Uh, in the post editing. Oh, that's right. I had, uh, you had some toys you wanted to show us. I say toys. Yeah. Um, what do you got? What do you got loaded up for us today? Well, first of all, that's my two three rifle. Oh, very nice. Yeah, for the rifle discipline. Okay. It's of so, Lantanos, German made. Very sight nice. mark scope. Which mini uh, red dot? Which sight mark scope and red dot is that? It's it's Citadel one to six scope, mm. and the mini red dot. Very nice on a forty-five degree mount there. Yeah. So when you're when you're doing the competitions um, with that rifle there, I mean, walk me through kind of how that goes. What are what are the what are the steps you have to? What are the targets you have to hit to be able to, you know, place in that competition? Well, normally for the rifle we shoot uh, up to three hundred and fifty meters distance. Oh wow! Okay. Yes. So that's I used about for 350 meters for people over here. That's going to translate roughly to about 400 yards. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, so I used scope one to six for that, and uh, I zeroed my mini red dot. Uh, I I shoot it like from 30 meters, so okay. about 40 yard distance or closer. Very nice. Yeah. So well. That's how it looks like. So you're going to be shooting your red dot for anything close range. And then when you push it out yeah. further, yeah. you're switching over to the Citadel one to six. Is that a That's first focal plane? I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, it's first. I think it's first focal plane. When the, uh, when you zoom in the reticle enlarges with the zoom. Yeah. 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 Well, that's actually a cool scope in that aspect because, uh, I have the same one on my five, five, six. Uh, and what I like about it, it's basically, it's very similar to like a red dot, especially when you zoom in the, the power on that scope, um, that re the reticle enlarges and the way that reticle is set up, it actually looks like a red dot, especially when you illuminate the reticle. Um, but that's, okay. that's pretty cool. So you do a lot with sight mark, um, 
as far as yeah. competition shooting goes, I mean, how reliable has Sightmark been for you? Uh, well, there is an interesting story about me and Sightmark because when it, in 2017, uh, when I received the offer uh, to shoot PCC, mm-hmm. I started to search for the uh, Reddit sports sponsors. So uh, later, in a few years, maybe later, I uh, I meet uh, I, I met a Sightmark representative here in Lithuania, and he told me that story that, uh, that when I said my uh, sent my request. Uh, they had only the warehouse in Europe, and they didn't have a single product. So it was like a good, <laughs> uh, yeah, a good, a good timing. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not sure is that correct, but I think that I am the first European uh, who was sponsored by Sitemarks. I mean, first yes. European IPSC shooter. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, overall, I'm really happy with that because I have red dots which are already shot like forty thousand rounds uh, the scope already shot around 20,000 rounds no problem it's still it's still running so i'm really happy with that very nice um so what else you got we saw the 223 you got okay so else? that's my pcc the ground power the slovakian very nice and that's you got two more site mark red dots on that one too well you yeah. got the r spec or is that a which one is that the r spec no uh, you mean uh, the model of the gun no, the red dot that you've got on the bigger it, red dot. It's the M specs. The, the side mark. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, I see it now. Yeah, you got the M spec uh, on both of them. Mini M spec and full size M spec. Yeah. So gotcha. mini here again, and what I will that? answer. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. What is that rifle? Uh, it's a Slovakian uh, Grand Power Strybok, the the third version. Gotcha. So what I want to t- uh, talk about is uh, people very often ask why I put two red dots on the same as like uh, shooting for different uh, dis- uh, distances. So it's not. First of all, the second red dot is for emergency. Uh-huh. In case something happened to me in one, never yeah. happened. But yeah. I, if I want to, if I want to win matches, it could not ever happen. Right. So it's first of all. And the second wall, it's for shooting through the left barricade. That means I just need to rotate the gun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Actually, I had not even considered, like, if you had an issue with a failing optic out during a competition, I mean, if you didn't have a backup ready to go, you'd be SOL. You'd be out of it. Yeah. So I, 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 I can let that happen. Very nice. Cool. Um, so we've got the uh, 223 and your PCP. You got yes, anything and P- else? You got and the PCC and mm. that's the uh, Benelli M2 Speed. It's absolutely a new model. Oh I think it, yeah, it was it, yeah, it was released only this year. I shoot the shotgun modified uh, division with it. Oh wow! Yeah, it's 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 absolutely competition ready out of the boxed wow yeah it looks amazing yeah oh, for, for, well, the shot, for the shotgun division are you shooting do you shoot like clays or i mean are they flying targets or are they all stationary how's that work it, it's absolutely the same like in rifle or pcc okay. we shoot um, uh, mainly in shotgun we shoot metal targets right. so it just had to uh, fall down okay. sometimes we have stages which we sh- shot with uh, slugs it's a paper target oh gotcha and, and we shoot at buck shots too but gotcha. it's well sometimes they make a stages with the clays but it's oh, okay. it's, it's very rare 
Oh, gotcha. So for your shotguns, if I mean, if you're shooting buckshot, then it's going to be just hitting over metal targets. And as long as the metal target falls, then yep. you're awarded the points. Yeah. But if you're yep. shooting slugs, it's going to be accuracy based, right? You got to get closer yeah. to the bullseye on the paper target. Uh, uh, normally for the slugs, we put uh, a paper targets uh, far, far, far away. I mean, metal targets far away, and you right. shoot. You have to hit uh, the paper targets twice. Very nice. Okay, cool, awesome. So, what what red dot is that you've got on that one? Uh, it's the same mini, probably oh, the most popular. Oh, yeah. the mount. Uh, the mount threw me off. I didn't recognize it from the other side. It's, yeah, okay. It's actually, it's actually a sight mark mount too. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. I like it. So, um, what's your experience been so far with just Sightmark in general at the competition shootings? I mean, have you had any issues? Have you experienced anything that just made you think like, hmm, maybe I should start looking into a different red dot? <laughs> no, never happened. Well, everything for last five years, everything has worked just perfect. I don't have any issues. Well, no problem. That's why I'm winning at least in my region. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it's one of the things that we we want to get more people involved, even though I am not a competition shooter and I haven't explored it. Um, over here, you know, we have a lot of competition shooters, um, but we've been wanting to get more people involved with uh, competition shooting and our products. So just having your testimony, someone who's wildly successful in competition shooting, running our products on a daily basis, um, uh, speaks volumes. And you've passed, you've, you said you've shot through a ton of rounds with these optics. Um, what's your, I mean, for as success, successful as you've been, you got to have some pretty rigorous training, uh, exercises too. How often would you say you're training for these competitions? Well, first of all, I, I, I try to train, let's say, uh, uh, 10 months per year. Uh, two months should be off because I, you know, I want to rest and next year to jump on again with new motivation, with new energy. It's a very important thing yes. in sport. Uh, normally, uh, it depends on the competition I prepare for. So let's say it would be one to four trainings per week. Yeah. And uh, well, again, uh, per training, I would shoot if it's a 9mm PCC, it would be like a 250 to 500 rounds per training per one. Uh, rifle, 200 uh, shots. And uh, a shotgun, 200 shots per training. Very nice. So do you have a special place that you go to, to do these trainings? Is there a range close by that you utilize? Or do you have your own setup? I mean, you would have to set something up that's very similar to the competitions you shoot, right? I know I, I don't try to set up things like in a competition. I, I use a little bit uh, different uh, technique uh, for that. I, I just I, I like to work on some elements which I see which I have like a weak side at. Oh, so I, I, I work yeah on, on those things. Very and nice. well, uh, before competition, I just want to be self-confident. I do things which well, which makes me self-confident, which I, I, I see where is my uh, speed, where is my accuracy, and all, all these things. Very nice. Okay. Well, I, I have a little bit of a, um, I don't know if you'd call it a political question, but um, your 223 um, side of your competition, I mean, obviously, you sh you're running with an AR platform rifle. 
over here, when anytime we're working, you know, as site mark and trying to market, the United States is very different from Europe as far as, you know, what our marketing approach is. A lot of times over in the European countries, we're trying to focus on like bolt action rifles because there seems to be this stigma attached with the AR platform. Yet here you are shooting competition with an AR platform rifle. In on the European side, what what's kind of the the thoughts of the AR platform in general? Well, there is different thoughts. There are different uh, law changes, mm -hmm. but overall, uh, we have license for that. We have to go through some pros pr procedures. Yeah. Accor according to the law, you have to be uh, the competitive shooter to get oh. it to, to have a, a, a high, a high capacity magazines. Mm -hmm. So all these things are important. And uh, if you pass all these procedures, that's all good. We, we can the, do what we do. What is the ca capacity limitations over there? Uh, none. Oh, none? None. none. Oh, okay. Very good. Well, I wish uh, we don't have any over here either, but people keep wanting to keep, yeah. people keep wanting to restrict it to 10 round magazines. If you ask, if you are civilian, not uh, uh, you are not uh, related to military or mm -hmm. you are not uh, related to any sports, then it's ten. It's ten. Uh, it's only ten. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'm gonna fight that like tooth and nail over here because I, I think we like our uh, I think we like our uh, thirty round mags and hundred round mags and. <laughs> United States is a is a paradise for shooters. Yeah, we try to be. We try to be. We get a lot of people attacking it from all angles all the time, though, you know, and it, it only takes one uh, person who's suffering from mental illness to, to do some really bad stuff to get that whole thing, get that whole conversation fired up again. And um, it's, it's just a continual battle. I think, you know, we, we really struggled to figure out a good way to um, – just make sure that the firearms are accessible to everybody who can do so legally. And, and what it boils down to is coming. I mean, it, anybody who's going to do anything bad with a firearm has got some type of mental issue. The problem is diagnosing that and, and being proactive about it has continued to prove to be one of the most difficult things for a society to do in general, you know? Um, so anyway, because of that, you know, we're constantly being attacked uh, over here for with our Second Amendment. Um, but I could talk all day about that, but I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure you don't want to um, give me. A, do you have any stories about a competition where you thought maybe you know you didn't have you you didn't perform as well as uh, as well as you did, and you ended up being wildly successful. Uh, did you have any kind of good competition stories? Well, good competition stories. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I probably have like top five of my bad competition stories. <laughs> hey, give, give me one. Give me one. Let's go with a bad story. Okay. So, well, the bad story is uh, once in, I believe it was 2014, I was traveling to Berlin, to Germany uh, for the competition. And uh, I ended up fourth, and the reason I ended up fourth because I missed the barricade. It was the same color like a sand behind it, so oh. I should sh shoot few targets through that barricade. Yeah, and I I lost in that stage lots of points, and oh. uh, and I ended up 
without a medal. And uh-huh. when you have to come back home like 1,000 kilometers, yeah, and you and, and you understand that you just lost the medal for such reason, right? It, it, you know, it's it's bad experience, but it's still an experience, right? Well, and I'm sure you probably competed in that same competition the following year and, and probably didn't make that mistake again. Nah, I, I didn't uh, re- return there, ye- there return, yet. You didn't do nah. it? Uh, nah. But, are you but, going to? I'm going to. You're going I, to. I, 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 I'm thinking about that every year, actually, because, you know, those unsuccessful moments when you are losing uh, medals for reason, you understand why you understand why you made that mistake and it's, Sometimes it's, you know, it's, 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 it's hard. Right. And when you think about that, uh, yeah, I'm every year thinking, but I have to come back there and take my medal back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Well, you, so you had to travel to Germany for that. Um, Is that what you said? Germany? Germany. Yeah. Germany. Do you have to, do you have to travel a lot for these competitions? Are they always in different locations? Are they generally in one spot or? Well, uh, you know, as a a sponsor shooters, that depends on my sponsors. If they give me the budget to do so, I Mm -hmm. I travel. Well, I I travel a lot. I I was in Florida in World Shoot 2014, like Greece, Portugal, uh, Serbia, uh, Slovakia, uh, the countries around me, like uh, Latvia, Estonia, Poland, the same Germany, the Czech Republic. Well, lots of countries where I already been. To, yeah. to 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 compete so each year it depends you know yeah as i as i say i am a first of all i'm a regional shooter mm-hmm. i have to take care of the baltic region is estonia poland and uh, later I, I i go to the bigger region like czech republic uh, slovakia to try it out because it's it's really strong regions because they have uh, factories yeah. Who make guns, ammo. So it's natural that those countries support their sportsmen a lot. So right. it's yeah, good good places to shoot. Well, it sounds like you it sounds like you do get in quite a bit of travel uh when you can. How yeah, how has um how has COVID changed everything up for you? Are you guys experiencing a lot of restrictions with COVID? Well, actually, not a lot. During the quarantine, we still well. Uh, the winter time is the low season yeah. when, uh, com- well, we have winter, we have snow here. So it's, it's not a lot of competition around, sure. but when, when the season starts, it's spring, summer. Well, it's all those again, but with the quarantine, all these rules changes, you yeah. just have to, to follow the rules. What, yeah. you, you do what we say, then you can travel. It's not right. a problem. Right. Yeah, I didn't know uh, some countries had locked down travel completely, even domestic travel. So I didn't know if you guys had experienced any of that. Uh, I know we were like that here for a little while. It seemed like, I mean, people could still travel themselves, but even, you know, our airlines basically shut down for for quite a while there, especially last year. Um, So good. I'm glad that you didn't have to experience uh, too much issues with that. Um, So... Overall, if, if there's somebody that's listening to this that is interested in maybe getting into competitive shooting, but I got to be honest with you, it's daunting to sit here and think about, man, I'm going to have to, one, convince somebody to support me and sponsor me. Um, two, I'm going to have to go at least two years out of pocket with doing this. Three, all I got is granddad's handguns and rifles. How does that person 
seriously look at getting started in competitive shooting, do you have any kind of advice at all? Well, start from the one gun. And the best choice is a handgun because okay. it's the basics of, of all other things. That's why I shot 10, uh, 10 years of handgun. Mm-hmm. And when I went to PCC rifle shotgun, it was much, much easier. Gotcha. So I just, my advice would be just start from the handgun. It's always, I believe, the cheapest way. You start like production or uh, limited, I think, in USA, in USPSA. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that, that's the option. That's the cheapest option to get in competition. Yeah. So what are the things that they should work on as far as, um, you know, practice goes? Is it going to be you need to work on getting a quick and consistent draw or you just need to work on shooting accuracy? Um, you need to work on, you know, shooting on the move. What are the, what are the basics you would tell somebody that's brand new? Let's say you're a mentor to a new shooter that's just coming up. What are you training them on first? Well, the, first of all, the, the basics, you know. You have to hit the target. If you can't hit the target, well, it's it, it's 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 a way to nowhere. Yeah. So first of all, you have to hit the target, and when you can't do that, you have to do it as much as fast as possible, and you're just doing that faster, faster, faster to get into that comfort zone. Gotcha. Very cool. So how about when you're looking to try and you know, get sponsorships, what are the, what are some things that people could do to try and maybe see about that? I mean, do you have to have, do you have to have like a resume of, of successful competitions to go out and talk to these companies about actually sponsoring you? How does that work? Well, first of all, uh, if you have a good result in competition, it, it helps. But yeah. we are living, you know, social media times. Right. So you can offer the material you can make, the pictures, the, 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 the movies from competition. There are different ways to do that. Right. So that's always, well, different options. And the main thing, if you want to get sponsors, you have to try get sponsors. Because yeah. if you won't try, if you send the email, nobody will contact you, you know, right. with the offer. You yeah. just go to go and again and again and again. As I always say, you know, you have to send 100 emails. Yeah. If you will be successful, you will get free answers. Right. And those free answers could be, sorry, we have economical issues and we can't help you. Right. But that's, then you're sending again 100 emails. Right. That, that's actually what worked for me in, in, nice. in, in the very beginning, you know. And well, now I have 16 sponsors and I'm really happy. It's like long-term companies. Right. Yeah, Which, absolutely. Yeah. Well, With some of them, I've worked like for almost 10 years. Yeah. Well, what you're talking about there is actually just, you know, the basics of sales in general, which is, you know, you're not selling a product, but you're actually selling yourself to a company. So you have to build up some value, but it starts off with cold calls. And, you know, the best sales guys in the world may be terrible at selling products, but what they do is hammer the cold calls. And, I used to be in sales. I worked in sales for years before this job and uh, I was pretty successful at it. I just didn't have a passion for it. Um, But back in the day, I mean, my goal was to see how many no's I could get every day. How many no's can I get? And I would set a goal for myself. And you know what? I'm looking for, I'm looking for 85 no's today. And so I would call and see how many no's I could get. And guess what? No's were pretty easy to get. 
So it always felt like I was being successful. But whenever I'd get a yes, it might be one out of that 85. You're like, hey, this, you know, this is working. Um, but that's the, that's the next thing. There's so many people who just get stagnant and want to just hide behind the emails. Like, I don't want to know in person or I don't want to know over the phone. So I'm just going to send an email. And if they don't respond, I get it. But uh, like people need to understand if you are out there and you want to prospect for, um, you know, potential sponsors or something like that. One, build a value in yourself. Be good at something. Find what it is. Find your niche. If, if you aren't great at any one individual thing, work on building up other avenues like your social media accounts. Today, we live in a social environment where companies value the amount of followers you have and the engaging content that's on your uh, social platforms. So you can build up your social platforms as best as you can, match that up with whatever skills you've got, and then start reaching out to companies and saying, look, I can provide this, this, and this for you if you sponsor me and help me out. Uh, and it's going to be a grind. You actually have to put in a lot of work to do this. And like Marius was just saying, it's going to take several touches. You can't expect for a, a – he's got 16 sponsors right now that he considers long-term sponsors. These are reputable companies that will be around tomorrow, not some fly-by-night that showed up you know, last month, um, you can't just expect those companies to say yes automatically right off the bat. A lot of them just sells in general. It takes seven to 10 touches. And by touches, I don't mean a, an email they didn't respond to. I mean an interaction with that person before you actually get a yes. So just keep that in mind. Sales is very hard, but it's a little bit easier when you're trying to sell yourself, you know? So keep that in mind. So I'm glad you touched, touched on that point right there, because that's huge. I think there's a lot of people that try just in any aspect of their life. We need financial support and we need emotional support through sponsors or through any kind of connections on any journey that we set out to. And I feel like there's a lot of people that give up before they even get started frankly, just because they're uncomfortable with reaching out and seeing who's out there and who's willing to take a chance. Yeah, you know, if to come back to 2009, when I started IPSC, I, I didn't even imagine that it's possible. Yeah. I, 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 until I received that offer, you know, from the to, to become part of the team. And then I learned a lot during that period. So, well, as you say, it, it's, it's impossible un until it's become possible. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Marius, I think we are running close here on time. So I'm going to have to wrap it up and let you go. I appreciate you taking the time out. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, he's over in, uh, Lithuania, which is seven hours ahead of us, I believe. So you're right there at dinner time. Thank you for cutting out part of your evening to come on and, uh, talk with us. If anybody wants to follow you or get engaged with you somehow, um, just kind of see what it is you're doing. How can they find you? Well, it's uh, just uh, Google or check my social media, Marius IPSC, like gotcha. Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. I got you, got you. I'll post some links up too whenever we publish Thanks. this episode, so people can uh, people can hopefully click the links. Everybody's lazy today; they don't like to type anything in. They just want to click and go. You know how that is. Thanks a lot. 
Thanks hey. for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. You have a great day. You too. Thanks. Bye. Bye.